you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I'm Mike Garofalo alongside Michael Robinson. We refer to him as Super Bowl champ. I like to call him as the champ of life. What's happening, Mike Rob? Jeezy was going down, and he also called me real Mike Rob. But all my social medias, go follow, man. But we got a, we got a good one today, man. We got That's a right. great guest today. Who we got? Two-time Pro Bowler, the X Factor, the human joystick, the only player in NFL history, six career punt return TDs, Six career kick return TDs, a stat that even surprised him, Mike Rob. Uh, it is Dante Hall, the longtime chief. Matt, I'll tell you what, we just only had to like wind him up and he was ready to go. He's got great stories, he's got great energy. Um, you know, it, it, interviewing him is kind of like, you know, trying to cover him on a kick. He's quick. You better get He's your question quick. in and, and get ready for the answer, right, Mike Rob? You got to get your question in and get ready for the answer, and you're not going to believe who he feels should be in the Hall of Fame as a returner. You got to listen to get the answer. Check it out. Mike Rob, we got a guy right here. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid if I just, you know, don't ask him a question quickly. He's going to be he's going to be gone. Like, like when you try to tackle him, he just, he's gone. It is Dante Hall, uh, longtime NFL return man, yeah. one of the fastest, shiftiest guys uh, that you'd ever want to see on a football field, particularly if you're recovering kicks. Mike Rob tried to do that. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Dante, <laughs> first of all, uh, welcome to the podcast. And here on uh, NFL Total Access, the locker room, the price of admission, as we like to say, is a locker room story. And Mike Rob says, don't give us the, the R-rated. Don't give us the G-rated. Give us like the, the PG-13. That's where we like to go. <laughs> oh, man. One of my favorite stories, man, uh, we were preparing for a team that pretty much liked to jam receivers. So yeah. the offensive coordinator, Al Saunders, unbeknownst to the receivers, has gone over and told the DBs to, you know, be a little rough, be a little aggressive this week. <laughs> and we had some veterans at the time, Eddie Kennison, Johnny Morton. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember those names. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Gonzalez, Priest Holmes. So right off the gate, the young guys come out. And this is a Thursday, mind you. We got a big time Monday night game coming up. 
it's like 12 weeks into the season. So you know how that goes, Mike Rob. Yep. Like yep. you're just sick of hitting each other, same, <laughs> you know, same teammates, same guys, whatever. So I'm friends with a lot of these DB, these uh, defensive backs. Go out with them all the time, right? Good friends. But damn it, I'm a receiver <laughs> by day. We can hang out yeah. with friends at night. <laughs> so one of the DBs jams the crap out of Eddie Kennison. They get to throwing blows. Another right there on DB the spot? Up, right there on the spot. <laughs> he wasn't having it that day. So one of the other DBs comes to jump in, happens to be one of my boys. So what do I do? Yeah. When I jumped in, all, <laughs> we all jumped in. It became a battle royal. <laughs> I'm not done there yet, right? So it becomes a battle royal. They break it up. So then we go to another drill. It happens again. Now it's like little one-on-one fights everywhere. Wow. It goes to the locker room. We have, a, like, it's just little individual fights breaking out. Eventually, the only way Coach Vermeil was able to get everyone to basically stop fighting each other was to threaten suspend, suspended for the game, which means you didn't play on Monday night and you lose your paycheck for that game. What? Yeah, man. I can see. Yeah, man. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. Dog, I've been in fights at practice, and usually, you know, after the fight, you know, you go in the locker room, it's totally gone away. Like, Totally gone, dude. Don't even remember that. I remember, remember what happened. So this carried into the locker room. It carried into it's me. Carried, like, I know, yes, I'm gonna tell you what I think it was. So at that time, my offense was really, really good. Our defense uh, wasn't, you know, up to par with our offense in the 0305 season. So in my opinion, I think a lot of that resentment, that carryover, was because mm-hmm. we felt like the defense cost us our one chance to uh, make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, it's my personal opinion. It was never said publicly, but the rumblings within the locker room amongst the offensive players, that's how we felt at the time. Well, Dante, it makes sense now. Context is everything. Okay, (laughs) now it makes sense. Context is everything. It does make sense now. All right, uh, this is a treat for me. And and Mike Garofalo, you, you know this about me. I was a special teams guy, covered a lot of kicks. You're the only player. In NFL history, with six punt return touchdowns and six career kick return touchdowns. Like, take us. Huh? I don't think so. One of those records. It's all good. I'm going off my notes, so don't worry about it. I'm going off the notes that the the researcher sent me. Either way, even if it's wrong, either way, it's amazing, okay? Either way, it's amazing what you did. Now, uh, just take us into the mindset of a returner because I played against you when you were in Kansas City in 06 and when you made it to St. Louis in 07 and 08. We play, I played for the Niners, so I played you a bunch of times when you were in St. Louis. And I, there were times I remember running down on kickoff, and I remember our special teams coach saying, just take your shot. Don't stop your feet. Just take your shot because if you stop, he's going to run around you, right? And uh, – I remember, I think I locked eyes with you as soon as you caught the ball one time and then you were gone. It was like you caught it and you were gone. (laughs) Dude, take us in the mindset of a returner, man, because, I mean, you have some of the most highlighted plays in NFL history making guys miss. Man, I think the first mindset, Rob, you know this, you got to be somewhat crazy and you got to be very (laughs) courageous. It's a delicate balance of the two. Uh, And I think I built that courage. A lot of people don't realize this. I played running back. I dotted that eye in pro-style offenses from high school down in Texas 
at Texas A&M mm. when it was the Big 12, you know, yeah. three clouds in the cloud, three yards in the cloud of dust mentality back in the 90s, going against guys like Casey Hampton was over there at UT, Sean mm. Rogers. So you get on special teams. I don't want to get these monsters for four years and then monsters back home down south of playing Texas high school football. You return mm-hmm. kicks and you just got little small fullbacks like yourself and <laughs> receivers trying to cover you. Like I didn't have a worry in the world. So for me, my mindset was I was just courageous and wasn't fearful. Um, and then, yeah, you have to be a little crazy because you're running basically towards an entire wall of human beings coming at you. So delicate balance of crazy and co- courageous. Yeah. Love it. So, and first of all, let's clean up the, the, uh, the, the stat there. Uh, Mike Rob is correct. Devin Hester had five kick return touchdowns in his career. He had uh, 14 punt return. T- so, so for you to go six and six, that's your client. Yeah. You know, you could say, Hey, I'm the only one that had si- at least six and at least six. <laughs> So that's why I, appreciate that. I wish I had an only one that had 14 punt returns. I'll tell you that. I know. But, <laughs> hey man, Christ. my, my man, my man was special. I still remember covering that, that Super Bowl where he took it to the house and I, I just couldn't believe it. You just you say that's when, that's when in my eyes he became the goat. Cause people, you know, always uh, come up to me and like, Oh, you're the best. You're the best. And I went along with that a few years when he took that opening <laughs> Kick return to the house in the Super Bowl when all eyes was on him after what he had did. Hey man, you got it. Well, <laughs> well so you, so you, heads. so you regard Devin as the the greatest returner of all time. I just, I just, I heard you say it. A hundred percent. It's not even. People always, oh, you know, it's Hester, man. It's Hester. Hey. Now I don't like. He said something on one show that pissed me off one time, but <laughs> we won't go there. But I still, oh, we gotta go there. Oh, we gotta I hear it, man. He's the goat. We got to hear what he said. Somebody somebody sent it to me. I can't say it verbatim, but in essence, the guy asked him. He kind of set him up. So maybe I should give Hester a little, you know, leeway. Because the guy kind of set him up and was like, Dante Hall. Now, people say he's the best, blah, 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 blah. How do you feel about that? Like, is he even in your something? Is that – I forget what it was. Is he in your class or is that – Stratosphere. He basically dismissed me. Whoa. Go look it up. You can go look it up. Oh, you know, man. I can't remember verbatim, but I was just right. like, dude, you the GOAT, but well, well, don't get it twisted. Like, I was yeah. a bad boy, too. But yes, you were. Goat, <laughs> yes, she yes, you were. He just dismissed now, me. Pissed me off. But I said, whatever. You still the GOAT. Whatever. <laughs> your, your, your styles were different. It, yes. it seemed like your style. Like, his thing was stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. Oh, there's my opening. Bang. I'm gone. Yes. Your thing, I mean, you tell me what your thing was. Watching it was just, hey, it's a, a joystick. Yo, make people your joystick. miss. Yeah, yes. joystick. Great yeah, way of putting it. It's kind of like Tyreek Hill now. Those guys were vertical. They still lane, they still open it, and they shoot through it, and they're gone. My thing was more, I could do that also, but my game was more predicated on shaking and baking, make two, three, four guys miss, and then get upfield. Um, it, yeah, and now, now when you're, because to me, he the way he does it, right? You can kind of set it up, and you got time as everybody's coming down. All right, you're gonna. I can. I can stretch him. I can work him. I can do this. To me, you have to react so much faster the way that you're doing it. Is there a strategy to it, or is it just, oh my god, <laughs> let's just do this. Let's figure it out as we go along. And I'm just. I'm gonna trust my abilities to make it happen. A little bit of that, but I don't know if it's strategy. I think it's more style. That was just my style always okay. growing up, probably because I was a smaller guy. 
Um, I don't know, but it was just my style. Grew up watching Barry Sanders, Ward Dunn, mm-hmm. that era of guys. So I implemented that more. And you study Devin Hester, his style, even back when he was at Miami, was always set and hit it. Yes. He was never a yep. second bait guy. So I think it was more styles than it was strategy. It is definitely styles. You you beat people with your short area quickness and you went through the wall. Devin waited for the wall to get to him and used the speed to go around the wall. That was really the you know the the the, the difference and, in, in styles. And he had crazy vision. To yes, see the he holsters, did. those holes were not wide open. So that's I think his greatest trait was his vision. Then the speed. A lot of guys got speed. Think about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Some you people don't know where to run with that speed. Exactly. <laughs> Who puts a fat slow guy back there and return kicks? So that, yeah. That's not the thing. It's the vision. This dude has the vision. X-ray vision. Yes. You're absolutely right. And which, as we talk about return specialists, there's no return specialists in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I just want to get your take on that. What's up with that? Why do people... You know, view return specialists is not that important. This is your, your opportunity to kind of air it out. I, I think it's based on the number of opportunities. What Devin Hester mm-hmm. did, uh, even what Dion did, uh, Brian Mitchell, myself, we had to really go above and beyond what normal returners do because yeah. you just don't get the opportunity. You got guys that's playing 70, 80 snaps. Of course, they're going to get uh, the bulk of opportunity. A return man on a good day, five opportunities, five snaps, five return. Just not a lot of opportunities to make uh, make 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 a, uh, a statement as a return man. But I do think Hester should be the first return man to go in. And really? Steve Tasker is he? Steve Tasker's not in yet. The great. I don't think. I don't think so. But he should I don't be. Think so. <laughs> he should be the first. Peer, one got to go, and Hester should be the first return man to go. If those two can't get in, it'll never happen. Like that's true. It, it has to. It has to happen soon. And and it, it you know, when you got guys like yourself, to me, Hall of Famers separate themselves. Yeah, I mean, you you were a game plan, a guy that was game planned for. I mean, how would you go into a game, and how would the coaching staff go into a game, knowing that they were going to kick away from you, and they were going to do everything they can to get you off your spot? And just basically feel the ball, and then we can get down there and whatever they're going to do. It wasn't much you could really do at that time because it was new. My uncle tells me all the time, man, I didn't know what the hell a squeal kick was until he started (laughs) kicking it to you. Never heard of a squeal kick. So I was like, you're kind of right, huh? Like, it just didn't happen. Uh, It was very frustrating. It wasn't much you can do other than try to send certain pressures to dictate, you know, them having to kick away from that pressure. Maybe, um, Another thing we would do, uh, my uh, special teams coach would do a great job of giving me tendencies. When the kickers mm-hmm. line up on this hash, it's going to go over here a specific amount of time. So then I could get a jump. Um, other than that, it really wasn't much you could do, but you know. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade. 
with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm going I'm to I'm fast forward a little bit and get on up to the current Kansas City team. I, we know your, your love for this team runs deep. Uh, but what's going what's going on with the squad this year, man? It's been a been a little bit of ups and downs. We're used to seeing them blow teams out, be undefeated. You know they're you know they're struggling this year. What advice would you give them? Um, I know they bounced back over the Raiders, but what advice would you give them going forward? I just think um, they've already gave, given themselves the uh, the advice that I would give. Stop turning the ball over. That's number one. <laughs> Coach Ramil used to put. We used to sit in these meetings and even put these crazy stats up. Crazy just, but if you paid attention to the stats and then started following them, they made sense. 92%, he would always tell us, was the win uh, percentage just not, by not turning the ball over. All over. Give yourself yes. a 92% chance. If you were plus minus, plus two, plus three, those percentages went up. If you were negative, they went way down. Turnovers is everything. That's number one. The advice that I don't think they are telling themselves or hearing much they gotta run the ball. Oh, I know, I know Patrick is all world, but when he was at his greatest in the beginning, they had Kareem Hunt. Yeah. He's no slouch. Yeah. Then they had uh Williams, the Williams uh 31 Williams. He's in, I think New England yep. now. He was a great back. I love Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but he's more of a change-up back. We need that guy, which I think we have maybe found um with the new Williams that we have on the roster. He's giving us a little more of that run game because that opens up everything. And then the third thing, take what they give you. It's not showtime It's not Showtime Mahomes, but take that Tom Brady dink and dunk. Take that A-Lot Manning dink and dunk. Three yards when it's third and eight. Dump it down three yards and let your backs do what they do. Those three things, we, we, we stop turning the ball over, establish the run game more, and just become excited about dinks and dunks and not, not always the big top. Big time play over the top. I think that solves all our issues. Mike Rob, you talked about his love for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's sitting right now in a uh, Chiefs hoodie <laughs> right now. Uh, yes. So I listen. My closet is eighty-five percent Chiefs gear. Like eighty. I, I have eighty-five every day. I wear Chiefs gear, and then I have my clothes I go out in. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I'm serious, dude. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Uh, where Where do you live in these days? Are you in the area? Dude, I'm near you. I'm in New Jersey. Uh, don't you, are you from? Yeah. Are you from? Yeah. You're from Jersey. I'm, 
I'm from Philly originally, but I've been living in Jersey since since '05. Uh, are you are you around the corner? Could we have done this <laughs> podcast in Pretty person? Much. I'm in Summit, dude. I'm in Summit. That's I, we we look there. Uh, yeah, Summit is a beautiful town. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you living the Jersey <laughs> life. I love it. No, I, I, listen, you get you get way more land for your buck out in Missouri, though. That's why I thought maybe in my head. Yeah, you know, true, true. Well, you know, I'm married, so those women and, uh, have yes. They, they got a way of controlling yes. you without controlling. They, they got a way of a lot of things, Dante. <laughs> a lot of things. Um, but you, you talked about your your love of the Chiefs. Um, to, to to see that team win the Super Bowl, too. were you at the game? And uh, oh, yeah, what kind of emotions went through your body knowing that this franchise had finally won it for the first time since uh, what was it, Super Bowl five? I can't even describe. I really can't. I, I've I've been asked that question before. I've never been able to come up with a word to describe it because I know the history prior to me, all the losses prior. I went through seven years of disappointment, and then it really got ugly for a while uh, afterwards. So I know the history of this team. I know the his, this and this organization, the Hunt family, man, they do an incredible job. One of the reasons my love runs deep is because they really do a great job of taking care of their alumni, mm-hmm. um, making sure they feel uh, involved even after you're done playing for them. That's one of the reasons I I go so hard for them. Also, they you know they made a, my dreams come true. Um, but the emotions I had that day at the Super Bowl, I was just shocked. I was there with Jamal's Charles, um, <laughs> and I'm just looking at the confetti. I felt like we had won, right? Yeah, I felt like yeah. we were a part of this. But I have no words to describe, man. It was just an indescribable feeling. Like, this actually happened. That is red <laughs> and yellow confetti. <laughs> For 60 years. They probably not have confetti the last time the Chiefs won a Super Bowl. So, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Well, I, I bet it was, man. And again, it, that, that team couldn't, an organization couldn't be where it is today without guys like yourself making the sacrifice, doing the things you, that you did before this group of guys came into that locker room. But what I wanted to ask you about, I wanted to ask you about what, you, what you're doing since retirement, right? Like, you know, uh, what, what's been keeping you busy? What are some of the things that you're doing? I hear that you're big in the community. Just talk about some of the things that you're doing right so, now. The first thing I did when I retired uh, back in 2009, 2010, I moved to L.A., my wife got a job working with a um, um, a marketing company. So okay. I started coaching. I thought I wanted to coach. So I got into coaching. <laughs> um, I felt like I had been extremely blessed. And my high school coach, who was like the father I never had, um, was a high school coach. So okay. I hung the shoes up and I'm like, man, money's good. Life is good. Let me go give back. So I coached for two years. Once um, at the high school level at Long Beach. Um, and then I went to my old uh, alma mater, Texas A&M, and did a student coaching thing there in the offseason with that team. Quickly realized coaching was not for me. <laughs> really? All. It wasn't you know, for you? Was, what was it about it? Days, man, that, that damn social media be pumping their heads up. They don't want to listen to someone that's actually been through the gun. Like, dude. <laughs> I've been to the mountaintop, looked over the top, and was like, it's a thousand <laughs> Indians over there, bro. You yeah. don't want to do this, you don't want to go there. And they like, no, social media say I'm the ish and whatever yeah. they say. Okay, <laughs> right, dude. He's right. I'm yep. cool. Got the mom and dad at practice every day. Like, man, go to work. Yeah. Like, let me coach. You go to work. I'm going to send your son home a better player than what he came to. But they at work every day. 
at practice every day. Why my son not getting this? Why you not? Oh, yep. I can do it. I, I quickly realized, and it made me appreciate my high school coach even more because I know my wow. mama was at my <laughs> high school coaches. Salute. Um, after that, realized that wasn't for me. My wife and I, we moved to New Jersey. And then I kind of just dabbled into, I tried to um, uh, work for uh, New York Life, which is an okay. uh, investment uh, insurance company out here in New York. And then from that point, the wife, I mentioned her earlier because she had built her little world up in the marketing field. So we started a nice little marketing company that's been rocking and rolling ever since. I pretty much helped with the um, business acquisition. She runs everything else. So, and then I'm real heavy, heavily involved with the Chiefs, still doing okay. things for them uh, throughout the community. They have a great ambassador program. So still go and do pregame things with them, postgame things, community work those type of things. And, you know, the typical autograph signing. Just a little bit of everything. Oh, my biggest hat okay. is fatherhood. Uh, that's huge. that's the main thing. Six-year-old, yeah. three-year-old, and a two-year-old. That is the main Oh, you got a fun house, dog. You got a yeah, fun man. house. I know you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> but like like me, you started late, right? I mean, you were, you were, you're 43 now. I'm 41. And, and we got youngins, it, it hits it hits a little harder at, at 40. Yeah, this, hey, this is a young man's game. I don't know what the hell <laughs> yeah. we were thinking. This is not no old man game. I'm going to tell that right now. But we're going to make it do what it do. Like, we're going to make it work. <laughs> I, just, I just keep telling myself, well, all those years that we had without – having to worry about any kids. That's, that was our time. Now, you know, everybody had the kids earlier. They're out. They, they got nothing to worry about right now. The kids well, are old enough. Kids? Like kids? me. Yeah, I, I got kids. I got four of them. I got an 18-year-old. I got a 13-year-old. <laughs> I got a 12-year-old in a couple in a couple days. And a 9-year-old. So, yeah, my those those diaper days are done for me, man. I'm done. That's why he still has his hair, Mike. You see? Yeah, he, he, was, he started young, like a smart man. Jeezy was bald. Jeezy was bald before he had kids. Don't go there, Jeezy. If, and it, well, it was but awesome. if there was ever a shot of it growing back, it's out the window. Uh, <laughs> Dante, a couple things before before we let you go, because I know we held you a while already. Uh, you got to get back to, to, to rearing those kids. Um, the Midwest Innocence Project. Uh, yes. Talk to us about that. So I, uh, Will Shields actually was on that honorary board the year before. And I just have so much respect for, for Will. I really Great didn't have time. time to do it. Got a lot going on, but out of respect for him, I signed up. And also because I've had guys that, buddies I grew up with in high school, played ball with, that went right, went to prison. They were good dudes, messed up, uh, and got out. So I always had an empathy and sympathy for uh people in prison especially wrongfully accused uh guys so and the project with that the, the project is to, to to get wrongful convictions overturned is that the, yes, the goal of the yes, project the project is they um they basically raise a lot of money with events they use my, names like myself will shields to help bring more money and awareness to the uh to these situations and um it was a great thing to be a part of man and uh like I said, I had empathy. I've had guys that went through that before. Mm -hmm. So it hit home for me. So it makes sense when we're reached out. And that's that's great work. And then uh if Mike Robbie got one more after this, but I, good, I, I do want to say it's it's timely that you're on the podcast. Your name has come up a couple of times. One, uh I was on Good Morning Football uh guest hosting one day and they did the greatest juke moves of all oh, time. Yes. 
I'm pretty what sure number, you were number one number? against the Broncos. Number one? Yeah. I, I, I got I, you, you were definitely top five. You were one of the five. Your juke move against the Broncos. Uh, so, t- first of all, tell us what you remember about, about that. I can't remember exactly who you juked out. Tell us. That's my all-time favorite play. Let's just say that right now. Really? Okay. Not only, not only because aesthetically the way it looked. You know, I, I even shocked myself like, whoa, like I can't believe I did that. <laughs> but more so, I think without that play, I don't have the longevity. I don't play nine years in the NFL because, Rob, you know this. You can be a good return man, but you got to hold one of those spots down on, on offensive defense. Yeah. So by me doing that, hear me out on, real quick. I try to make this real concise. Mm-hmm. The reason I wasn't, in my opinion, successful in the first two years, besides not doing the right things off the field, but the other <laughs> reason was I went from every down back in high school, every down back in college, to all of a sudden now I'm a pinch hitter, pinch uh-huh. returner, not really playing. So I can't get in the groove into the game. Like I'm going out there pinch hitting, so to speak. So once I made that play, I come into the – Office of meeting the next week, I got 12 plays drawn up just oh. for me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. So that's why that play, even it was a great play, but for my career, all of a sudden now I'm starting to play in the offense more. Now I'm in the groove of the game. I got a nice rhythm. So now when I go return kicks, I got a lather worked up. I got the speed of the game down. Yep. Now I can get into the flow of the game. I needed that. I'm that kind of player. So for me, that play was hands down my favorite because of the importance of my career, I believe, as well as this pretty sweet play, man. I can't yeah, like that was sweet, dope, pretty, pretty, man. Sweet, Great man. insight, man. 100, 162 catches over the course of his nine-year career uh, as a receiver. And the other thing, um, we were, I think it was, it was either this podcast or it was Good Morning Football Weekend, uh, Mike Rob, when you talked about Aaron. Oh, it was, it was, it was on the air, yeah. Aaron yep. Jones having no hips. He said he's got no, no hips. hips. Dante and Hall said, was the same way. Dante said, Hall was the you, same way. Said, when I went to go no, try to tackle this said, dude, I, like that. I, I tried no to tackle hips. this dude, and oftentimes you slip down and you, you hang on to their bottom, their butt, right? And, and that's how the tackle happens. Guys like yourself, Devin Hester, Aaron, Aaron Jones running back for Green Bay, y'all don't have no hips, man. You slip right <laughs> off the tackle. Josh sure. Cribbs was the same way. <laughs> That's, I've never heard that one. That's pretty good, my God. That's pretty good. No hips. I like that. <laughs> I, Dante, I stopped the show. I said, wait a second. Yes. Did you just say he has no hips? What does that mean? And he, no and he went on to explain how the great returners, Dante Hall, had no hips. He just <laughs> slapped, he just slapped right that's, off that's the tackle, excellent. man. That's excellent, man. <laughs> oh man, go ahead. Uh, Dante. You, got the, you got it, man. Yeah, I got D- Dante. This has been a a fantastic visit with you. Now uh, that I know you're right around the corner, let's 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 visit in person. <laughs> Mike Rob, if you ever comes back to New Jersey, yes, let's all get together. This is Ooh, great. If you guys are uh, on a Thursday or a Sunday, I got the spot for you to go watch a game. We have us a, a little libation, have some good eats. I got a spot for you guys. Oh, so I gotta take know. y'all up on that. In New Jersey, yeah. we have a good time. I, will. I love it. Oh, Dante, this is great, and and uh, you're you're always welcome back. Whenever we get a good guest, you're always welcome back. You just got to have a locker room story, and I know you got like ten of them ready to go. So that's a that's good for ten visits. That's your pass here on Total Access, <laughs> <laughs> the locker room. Oh uh, man, hey, good job. Appreciate it. it. Thank you, love, my brother. That'll do it for this episode of the uh, Total Access, the locker room. For more insight with a locker room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.